You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point me 76 Bringing us into episode number 172 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guys, Jay Dove. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And with so much to talk about, so many bums in the NFL to slander, we have to start in the NBA, Jared. Big trade announced yesterday. Your boy, Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, now goes from Toronto to Indiana to pair him with Tyrese Halliburton. Indiana sends back. It doesn't really matter what Indiana sends back. Um, Jared. This is all about Siakam now with Indianapolis. And now, do we have to take the Pacers a little bit more seriously now? Do we have to take the Pacers a little bit more as a threat in the East with the way they're playing, the way Halliburton's playing, and now you add another piece like Siakam to that roster? Yeah. Um, You automatically have to take account that this was a great trade for the Pacers. Uh, we had mentioned a couple weeks ago during the in-season tournament, what were the Pacers missing? It was a wing player. We had named a guy like Brandon Ingram, who would be a free agent, that if they were he was available in a trade or if he was available in the free agency, that team would pounce on him. He was like my number one target for the Pacers. Getting Siakam works for them instead because now you can pay him in the offseason. This, this is a team that he's more than likely going to resign to. You've heard that Tyrese Halliburton has been active throughout this entire trade talk conversation between him and Siakam, uh, those might be private, but it seems that Halliburton was a big reason why he wanted to join. Halliburton is a big conversation point with him. He's talked to Halliburton a lot. The communication was there between them two, and it's a nice fit. It's a really nice fit, right? They were somehow able to keep Obi Toppin, but you were able to get off of what? Bruce Brown, Kyra Lewis, Jordan DeWar. You did have to give up two first-round picks and the conditional picks of three firsts for Siakam, essentially. But you're getting back Pascal – you're going to move him to the four. If you decide to start Benedict Matherin, you can now. If you don't, well, you have the option of maybe doing an Obi Toppin, Siakam, Miles Turner type of thing. Like There's options there now. But this is just the floor spacing and the transition offense you just wanted that flourishes next to Halliburton. And he's a two-way guy. He can kind of create his own shot. That That's what they were missing as well. Another guy that could really get to his own bag. Where it's just not always going to be in Halliburton's setup, right? Yeah, this might drop Halliburton's assist numbers just a little bit, but it just takes off so much of a uh, offensive load that Halliburton's had to go through this season. That yeah, I think this puts them in a nice little contender spot. I think they again, it, it, contender spot is always one of those for the Easter Conference. It, it's always hit or miss. This could be a first round exit based on their matchup, or they can just be a team that makes it to the second round, which that's very realistic for this kind of right. roster so they me, have. Let me ask you this, right? Because we talked about the East. Are they better than the top four teams in the East? Are they better than Philadelphia? Um, Are they better no. than Boston? They're not better than Philadelphia, no. No, they're not better than Boston. Are they better than Milwaukee? No. I would love to see Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee-Indiana seven games with Seattle. That would be great, though. That would be a great series. 
because they have a lot of uh, there's a lot of history there. Are they better than the Knicks? Yes. Even with the Knicks getting OG, I like the Knicks getting OG. I still don't think Randall's all that. Like I don't think again. I don't think Randall's the guy that's going to get you deep in the playoffs. I mean, they have made the second round, I believe, or they made it to the playoffs, but. Randall just isn't enough. I think OG might offset that finally now that they got rid of RJ Barrett. Harrenstein's been emerging as a very good defensive big and also very competent this season. Ben Steph is now shaky, you know, because of what they gave up to get OG. But I just don't. I, I don't. I don't see the Knicks as uh, contenders you just talking, yet. You worried about Tibbs's bench? Like that's that's Dude, not Tibbs, Tibbs just don't, Tibbs don't play nobody. Tibbs don't play anybody. I just Tibbs, Tibbs plays six guys. That's I it. forgot. And it's like it's hard. It's, it's so easy to forget. It's not hard. It's so easy to forget. But Evan Fournier's been on this team's bench for like two and a half years. He's still on the bench now. Like he's just riding the pine. I don't know what's going on, but he's just not. He's just there. Um, Tibbs issue still a big issue for the Knicks is that he 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 runs his guys to the ground. OG in his past what two games might have played forty two and forty three minutes. Come playoffs, he's going to be playing that and then some, and that your your legs are going to gas out. This is the reason why I believe the Knicks still have lost to the Hawks in that one series. Oh, Julius Randle that season was averaging thirty nine and a half point uh, minutes per game in the regular season. You go to the playoffs, he's dead legged, trying to play those same minutes again. He's dead legged, and I think it's going to occur this season as well. Maybe it'll change come All Star break, but. The overabundance of minutes that Thibs still uses, it's it's ridiculous at this point. Guys are going to get gassed out come playoffs, and I think that's another that's the biggest flaw of the Knicks is guys so, look gassed. So let me ask you this. Is this a win for Toronto? Like yeah. is this straight a win it's win for Toronto? Because I yeah. think that they have to you they have to be happy that you're now able to pick a side and you're able to now build hundred percent around Scotty Barnes, who has yeah. proven this year that he's worth building around he could play next to Siakam and still be effective. Now he's the the top guy. They just beat Miami last night by a thousand. So is Toronto in this situation where they are maybe taking a step back in the short term, but in the long term are still on, on track to be where they think they can be in two to three years. Miami, uh, Miami, uh, Toronto's, um, Soft rebuild, cap space will still be there. They've just got a ten million dollar trade exception by trading Siakam. They didn't have to uh, pay OG the offseason bag that uh, he was garnished. They might like Gary Trent walk as well soon. Mayo quickly was a great addition. If you look at it, RJ's solid, but again, RJ's game to me just doesn't translate as the star. Mayo quickly has come in and flourished as a starter, twenty and six. He's roughly averaging those numbers, shooting efficiently. It's good that they finally – that's a win for the Toronto Raptors, getting rid of Siakam, because now you're all in on Pascal. I mean, you're all in on Scotty Barnes, like you said, which is what you need 100% because it was a redundancy of watching Scotty and Siakam play on the court. It's the same guy. One's younger, a little more athletic, but it's the same player. And it just – it wasn't going to work. It wasn't fitting for them. But Siakam did a lot for that organization, so they, they should be happy with what they got out of him, what they got back for him. Three first-round right. picks. Because they didn't get anything back for Van Vliet when he left. They didn't get nope. anything back for Kyle Lowry when he left. And they got a second for OG. So three first for Siakam is, is a steal. Not a steal, but it's a very good trade. It's a very good trade that you're now able to replenish things. They have some good young pieces in Jordan Nora, who's who's been who's been getting some time in Indiana, but 
you know, yeah, he was they, they got a, they got a bunch of guys that that fit that profile. Um, talk to me, I, you know, like you know, we, there's a lot of talk about Toronto with uh, especially with their coach, uh, Darko uh, Darko Radjakovic, with his comments about you know the league being fixed and if the Lakers are just going to win, just tell us we won't even show up. There's a lot of attention now on Toronto. You know, they, they had this big lead against Miami. Miami walked it down a little bit, made it interesting. It was a 37-point game at halftime. Nah. Got it down to about 12 in the, you know, late in the third quarter, and then Toronto eventually pulled back away. But you look at a team like Toronto, they and they have – I'm not saying they're going to win a title. No, no, they're not even making the playoffs, Chris. They're not making the play-in. No. I mean, it's the East. They could easily make the play-in. No. It's the no. East. Because if they easily make the play-in, though, then that kicks out your magic. Oh, the Magic the magic six. The Magic six. The Magic at least six. The Magic are six. The Magic are eight seed right now. They're going to finish at least six. It's a long season I don't, to go. I don't there. think they finish at least six if you're saying the Pacers are, the Pacers are seventh right I'm, now I'm and the Heat are that. sixth. You're telling I'm, me the Magic are beating out the Pacers and the Heat? They're definitely beating out the Heat. I don't he see. Don't, he don't care. He don't man. care. He don't, me, 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 no. every year. He don't, he don't care as long as they they don't care if they won or ten. They don't care as long as they yeah, get it. But I'm telling you now, Chris, the way that he ball in this season again, it's not horrible. Like, yeah, the it's last night game was horrible, but it's but not great. It's man. also not great. They, any given any given day, that any team, given day, Jared, I get it that they can win a game. Bro, they, they the sneakiest up. scary team I've ever seen because it's again, it's another year where you got guys yeah, you doing anything. You don't know what you going to get day in and day out with this team. Yeah, you don't know what you get from the Magic. Oh, I know what I'm getting from the Magic. You don't? Oh, I know. Yes, I do. You, you don't I'm know. Getting, if, you don't know I'm if Paulo's giving you twenty or is he giving you fifteen. You don't know if he's giving you eight rebounds or giving you four rebounds. You don't know if don't Franz Wagner's hitting. Don't be. Don't be disrespectful. Do not be disrespectful. Dude, to Paulo just had twenty six and four rebounds. He's a, he's a, he just had that. What did yesterday? Twenty six and four yes. rebounds. Yes, but he, okay. You don't know what you get. You don't know what he's giving. And they lost in a buzzer beater versus the, he, versus Dante Murray who's on the trade block. Okay, you act like Atlanta is full of scrubs. It's garbage. They're garbage. Okay, DeJounte Murray's not a scrub. But they're garbage. I watched, I watched the game. It was a back-and-forth game. The Hawks are garbage. Whatever. Whatever. The Hawks would beat a lot of teams in the East. But they haven't been. That's but what they, I'm telling they, they they you. See, you say the Hawks could be. They, they haven't been. They, they haven't you beaten a lot of teams. You had the team of San Antonio. You said what was San Antonio? You act like Atlanta is San Antonio level bad. No, no, no. San Antonio is – no, no, no. See, you act like Atlanta is like Detroit level bad. No, Washington that, level bad. Charlotte level bad. There's garbage and there's dumpster fire. Those are dumpster. Like fire. you act like they're, they're that no. bad. The Hawks are you like level U- bad. Utah level bad. Like come on, stop it. The, they are Utah level bad. Utah Jazz are twenty two and twenty. Chris, they're better than them actually. <laughs> That's not bad. They're better than them actually. Like mm, let's don't have in the Western Conference with the Hawks. They got marketing. They got marketing. I'm gonna be real. The Hawks are Grizzlies bad. Market. The Hawks are Grizzlies bad. That's so disrespectful. It's not that disrespectful. So disrespectful. It's not. They're literally two games apart. Like, literally. Like, if the Grizzlies were we, in the East, we, they'd probably have the Hawks record. But we know what the Grizzlies are, okay? The Grizzlies that. are the Grizzlies are about to walk this slow death. This oh, slow yeah, they're done now that Jaw's out. But when Jaw came back, the Hawks were Grizzlies ever back. I mean, when Win Jaw a couple came, games, lose a couple games. I mean, that's, that's the NBA. Like, that's literally nah, the NBA. Nah, it's not the NBA. Because 82 games. You're going to lose a couple games. You're the Celtics are on a 7-3 run. 
The Celtics are what we always do. The Clippers are eight and two right now. On an eight and two run. The Jazz are on a nine and one run. The Jazz that you just disrespected said the Hawks are jazz level. The Jazz are a nine and one run. The Jazz aren't that good. Don't don't be fooled. Minnesota got Minnesota's we got fooled last year, Chris. We saw the Jazz rebuild was coming, and look what they did. Look what they did. And the Jazz are doing it again. Okay, all right? Like, these are soft rebuilds now. No team goes – I like teams to go a hard rebuild, but the Pistons and the Spurs. The Pistons, the Pistons and the Spurs had no choice. Yeah, all, them, all them bums they had on that roster. Yeah. The Timberwolves, bro, they're they, they good. They balling. Yeah, they good, but when is the when is the event when is the real Timberwolves gonna show up? The ones we know are gonna show up. The ones that are gonna Playoffs. fold. After the they win the one seed. Fold. After they win the one seed, and then they lose probably in the first second. You think they hold on to this one seed? I think so. The, the lead they got now? What, what's the, only, the only thing it's a two game stopping lead. them is an injury. It's a two game lead with forty games left. Denver's right there. OKC's right there. The Clippers are right there. And the OKC is nice. New Orleans, a team that I think is garbage, is fifth. Sacramento stinks. <laughs> I just think you're just un- you're, you're just underselling all these teams. You just called the the, the Pelicans garbage. Pelicans stink. Pelicans stink. Come on, I watched the Pelicans stink. We've all watched these games. No, 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 I, I, no I, I, offense. The league passes there. We got we no, have it now. No offensive spacing whatsoever. Barely playing defense. CJ McCollum out there just chucking up threes. Thank God for Brandon Ingram. And Zion, who actually now wants to play. Whatever. He, he plays. We'll see, we'll see how long that lasts. But like, just look at the Eastern Conference. The fourth through eighth seed is Cavs, Knicks, Heat, Pacers, Magic, which is kind of scary that the Cavs are still within the fourth seed, knowing that Garland's been out and Moby's been out. But Donovan and Jared Allen have been very good together. Very good. I think I th- if you're asking me, right, because you look at 9 and 10. 9 and 10 is Bulls, Hawks, Ugh. right? Yeah, they ain't great, and they both lose a record. Teams that are garbage, right? Theoretically speaking, seven and eight. If if it's Indiana and Orlando, which I think, I think honestly, the Heat move down, and those two teams move up, right? I think it's about that time where the Heat start prepping for the you know prepping for the playoffs. They start you know guys start missing games. They start resting guys. They start throwing out vanilla coverages so they don't have anything on film, and they try to just skate in, right? Bulls not a threat. Hawks not a threat. Of, they're trading Dejounte Murray soon, so he, they will not be a threat. Depending on what they get back, Nets be. not a threat. Toronto not a threat. Charlotte, Washington, Detroit, get the hell out of here. The Bulls so, are Bulls aren't really a threat either. Just to be for well, real, they're trying to trade Zach Levine, but we'll figure it out. But now you have an now you have a situation where one through eight is pretty much teams that are at least decent. Like at least I can say Orlando is decent. At it's least I can say Indiana is decent. They good. At least I can say Miami is decent. Good. Cleveland. Good. Knicks, good. Sixers. Good. Bucks. Celtics. Great. Like I can Great. say these teams are at least decent. You look at the West, and I, everyone, I know everyone talks about the West being so deep, and the West is so good. Bro, the, the West is pretty deep this year again. The West is only deep because it's filled with mid-teams. Dude, it's, you it's, can't it's even say of, that knowing that they're no, all winning who's, records. Who's the clear-cut favorite in the West? Clippers. Clear-cut. I feel like the Clippers are the clear-cut right now for the league. Over, over Denver. I feel like for the NBA-wise, like right now, NBA analysts, betting-wise, betting, betting wise, it's the clear-cuts I think have been the Clippers. Like, at, when you look them up, like if you want to say, oh, who's winning, uh, who's getting to the 
finals. I think the Clippers have the best, the 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 highest, or was it lowest odds? They're like a plus two hundred, and then the Nuggets are after them. Let me ask you this: In Boston, Boston, why do, Clippers, we, Boston? why do we do this every year? Why do we do this every year with Clippers? With the Clippers, why do we do this every year? They always buy the stack to this town. Why do we? Why do we do this with the NBA Cowboys every year? Are we calling the Clippers the Cowboys or the Celtics the Cowboys? Either or. The the, the analogy fits. Are we calling the Sixers the Cowboys? No, we're not talking the Sixers. uh, uh, Get out the second round. Man, that's the Cowboys, though. Cowboys never made it to a championship. Yeah, but Cowboys also have titles. Sixers. Uh, Nothing. Sixers titles got dust on them. Fair, fair. Sixers Sixers might be the Browns. Sixers. Eh, whatever. But, yeah, but my point my point with the in calling the Clippers the NBA Cowboys is we trick ourselves every year into talking about the Clippers doing this and the Clippers doing that. When we all know we've seen this team underperform and underachieve for 15 years. I mean, it's, it's we've seen this team do nothing going back to the Lob City Clippers. And there's a potential that they did not do anything again. But how, many, how many times do we have to do the same the same thing? I mean, you got to tell them year. to stop being good, unfortunately. Stop being good in the regular season. Like, I you get tell them to stop get getting it. an abundance of talent and, you know, well, giving no, extensions no. to Kawhi, Russ. But, uh, we do this every Paul year George. with this team. We do this every year. We pipe, we hype them up. We we, we we push them to the stratosphere, and then they, they fall apart every year. At least they made a conference finals, though. Okay, they made one conference finals in what? Their history? Like, come on, man. Like, we up here having this hey, that's That speaks volumes of they've they trending in the, that trajectory after years, right? Like, they, they sure. it took them. It took them how long to get to a conference final? No, the same thing could have been said about a lot of teams. And it took them circumstances to get there. Some, You know, somebody was hurt. This team, this, this team wasn't 100%. This that's team, this, team like, I get it. I get it. But why do we always move the goalposts for this team? I feel like we're not moving the goalposts. It's just we where they're at. Right, oh, come on, Jerry. right this season, just where they're at. Like again, we did the that, same thing to the Nets. The Nets is just—you got a roster that's supposed to be stacked. You're going to be a clear. You're going to be a favorite. Yeah, but we always right? see, right we, we see that the clear-cut favorites very rarely win. And, it, and it, that's Maybe, why they, Denver the, aren't clear for because they're like, what's man, the last, what's the last? No, I'm, I'm talking about top to bottom stacked rosters, super teams. Them teams don't win out the gate. Nope. Not even though they won the game. They play good regular season and they lose. Like, the Clippers are still the Chargers in my eyes. Great roster. I just don't know if it's going to last. That's, that's, that's my closest team. They're the Chargers. Because, man, that char- remember that Chargers roster that initially got integrated two years ago? That roster was deep. That's the Clippers. That's the Clippers. Now, why are they a clear-cut favorite differently than the Chargers were a clear-cut favorite? Because the Clippers have a champion, two MVP guys, a, a guy that's an MVP candidate almost every other year. It's just like those are the questions that you have to ask. Now, are we shocked that they're now a, a vastly better team now that Harden and Russ have integrated into their roles? No, nobody's shocked at this. This isn't surprising to us. When they had that 0-6 start when Harden got traded, do we have to get back in the ball sheet? You know? I think we're more shocked that right now the Timberwolves are in a higher standing where if you put money on them now to, you know, make it to a finals, it's like plus 500. Nobody would have thought that. They were a plus, like, 1,500 team. Don't throw your money away. Season. Ladies and gentlemen, do not throw your money away. I would never do that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Don't I, I, do I, it. I advise Don't not to. do it. I, I strictly do not, advise do, Don't do it. Like, that's like throwing money on the Kings to win a championship right now. That's, I advise against it. Don't do it. Thunder, though? Don't I, do I, it. I would advise don't do it. conference don't do finals, it. maybe. I don't would say it. conference finals. Don't do it. 
I can see some the Thunder making the conference final. Yeah, Thunder. I'm sorry. Thunder making the conference. I can see it. Like, I don't know why. I just it's not a bad pick. It's not it's a bad pick, good. but I think they're too early. I think the, the Thunder need a little bit more season. I would feel more secure in and then we're we're doing a little bet here and just in general. But we're not really a betting podcast, but I would be more secure betting Thunder make conference finals than I would the Timberwolves. I would feel more oh, secure doing it. Thousand percent, not with, not like, with I, 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 and that's not it's with, crazy to not say. Not but go there and perpetual choker Carl Anthony Towns on the on the team. Like not I just and then, and mind you, the, the Timberwolves have made it work. Right, they're making it work actively, and it's better now. They have initialized, yo, Towns, you're a two, bro. Like they they had that the hard conversations. It looks like you're a two, Anthony, you're our one. McDaniel's, you got to step up defensively with Gobert in tandem. And Conley, yo, you gotta take charge of this offense more. You you gotta dictate more. And as this is what's going on, the bench looks good. I'm still not a fan of that three center lineup of Nasri, Gobert, and Towns. But when you got two guys that are shooting threes at a high volume right now, well, then I guess it's working. Uh, but back to the Pacers thing, it's the, it's the opposite for the East. It's the total opposite. You got top four teams, and then the rest are all sleepers, underdogs, and anything's possible. Anything is possible. If, unless your name is the Boston Celtics, I don't really see you as a clear-cut contender or a favorite. Right? That's it. Even Milwaukee's having its gripes and up and downs. And at this point, I can't even keep calling it growing pains because we're now, what, four months into the season? Y'all should have had to we're figure ha- it out. We're, ha- we're halfway through. You know, game 41 was yesterday for a lot of teams. Yeah, you, you should have it figured through. out. You should have it figured out by now. Unless you unless you you're have the Pacers and have an, You have an idea of what this team, you know, what these teams are. You should have an identity by now, in my opinion. You should have an identity. At game 41, you should have an identity of what your team is. Especially going into trade deadline mode, where you're going to be trying to be either buyers or sellers. You have your identity. The losers are there. The identity of losers are, yo, man, we're selling guys. We're shipping off assets to try and gain assets. We're shipping off some of our top tier guys to try and help this rebuild by getting more draft stock, right? That's what the losers are doing. The buyers, we're trying to get as many role players, active superstars that we can before free agency hits. Our cap space is cleared up. We're trying to be buyers now going into the future. That's like that's like the team like the Sixers are. They're a team that has 50 million going into free agency. A lot of expiring contracts. Yeah, this is a good season, but your buyers in the trade deadline for High tier role player, and then you're going to free agency ready to spend. Or you're another buyer, like say like the Lakers. That's you're a, always a contender team because you have LeBron AD, but you need to make a big change. How do you feel about people saying that they need to trade AD? Oh man, it's not wrong at this point in time, right? Like I like I can't say AD's become a, a huge regression, but he's just not the same that he used to be. Not even saying during the championship. Well, let, year. Me, let me ask you this, right? Because I don't, I don't think, I think AD's game, where he's comfortable, is defense now. Is defense, which is but and that's my would, issue. Where did this come from? But it's always been there. He always had the, but he's always been the one on offense. Even going back to Kentucky when he had the, the guards around him in New Orleans, he was the guy. The offense ran through him. With LeBron, though. The offense is going to run through LeBron. Yeah. And for him to take a secondary role, I think I think his defense is what now has become his one. Like, he has to run – like, the defense has to run through him. And I think that this shift in his game – we're, like, we're so used to seeing offensive, offensive guys 
just guys just playing, you know, just great offense, no defense. He's playing decent defense. Like he's not, he's not a elite defender. He's a he's a very good defender one on one. He he does get cooked at times, but who doesn't? It's the NBA. Everybody gets cooked. But his offensive game is very inconsistent now. Like yeah. some like some games will explode and have, you know, 25 and 25, 30, whatever. And in some games he got like 12. And it's like, yo, like you can't have these wild swings. And my question is, where did it come from, though? Right? Is it the mindset that I got to take a backseat for LeBron James? I can't. Re- even when he's not, like when LeBron doesn't play, he's not really a one. Like just the last game recently, they lost to the Jazz. Chris, he had like twelve and fifteen. It's a good game. And he had five blocks, right? It's a good game, but it's not great. When in reality, you should have won this game because you had your two role me, player guys, D'Angelo and Andre, having big games. Let me ask you this: if that fifth, if that twelve and fifteen with five blocks was twenty. And 15 with five you win the game. Blocks. You win the game. But I'm asking, where is where is his extra shots going? Are guys he's, taking he's shots? Taking I'm, no, 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 he's not no, taking no. I'm, I'm, I understand that. I'm saying, are guys around him taking too many shots? Like, oh, yeah, and absolutely. not and not feeding him enough. Torian, so I think Torian Prince you like seven threes a game. This is getting out of hand. And then but you, I mean, but you gotta court. you gotta have guys that shoot three like, this and that's is, fine. But this again, this without LeBron on the court, your shot your shot should go up, and they didn't go up from that game. I think he only took about twelve shots. Like that's the issue, right? What's his average? Like how many shots? That's bro, no, no, no. Average? That's average for a average tier player. No, no, no. You, I'm at, no, no, no. I'm asking for for AD specifically. How many uh, shots a game does he average? Anthony Davis. You hear sorry, our, our stat department working. I'm sorry, the quickity clacking. I apologize. That was loud. Are you like a hunting pecker? Are you one of the people who type with like one finger? No, no, no. I'm a two-hand typer, man. You know, we was oh. in college. Oh, so. It's unfortunate. What's the Maybe that we were in college for so long. Some of us. Speak for yourself. <laughs> 80 on average taking – 80 this season on average taking 16 shots a game. That's okay. 80 – one of it's his third low, fourth lowest mark in his career, and that's two point shots. Okay, so uh, how many? So how many games? How many? How many? Are the, like you said, it says fourth lowest. Yeah. How many years are Laker years that are lower than this? Um, are they all Laker years? Yeah. No. 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 One year was with New Orleans' rookie year, obviously. Okay, rookie year. Second year as well with New Orleans, it went up to fourteen shots okay. per game. That's, these are all two pointers. Again, the threes, he's not he's not really taking a lot of threes. He's so not taking a lot of threes. He can I'm make it, but he's not taking Now, it his highest percentage of threes were with the Lakers. Oh, no, was with the Lakers at three and a half. And that was where he was taking three and a half threes in 14 uh two-pointer attempts. So he's shooting 17 shots per game. But when he got with the Lakers, he was a 14, 15, 15.9, 60.1. So technically, this is his highest he shot from the two or just around the paint perimeter or anything. But this is the lowest amount of threes he's attempted, which is at one a game. So he's only about 17. Uh, the year before that, he was at about 17 again. And then his first year with the Lakers, we had the, you know, uh, the ch- or his championship year with the Lakers, he was taking about 19 shots a game. Yeah, I don't think, but I don't think he needs to take threes. Like I'm not worried about. I'm not. Yeah, threes. I'm not. I mean, again, though, I'm his best season was with Demarcus Cousins, where he was taking threes and he was averaging 27 a game. Or twenty eight. Yeah, but, but, but you gotta also look at the context. Demarcus Cousins was a offensive force in the paint. But remember, they was the one though. I understand that, but 
they didn't have to shift their whole offense around. And he was a couldn't. Yeah, and he was you a couldn't fool. because you could take advantage of smaller, slower fours because their five was wrapped up with Cousins. I right? think AD's so locked into the mindset that he's a four. Because, again, these higher shot numbers that he's taking with the Lakers is when he's at the four. That was this, this uh this 2021, 22 years when they had JaVale McGee starting at the White Howard off the bench, right? Like this, some of these years, like the 2022, 2023 season, which was last year, his shot numbers went down a little bit. Why? He's playing the five more. This season, his shot numbers go back up a little bit because now they have another, they have some culpable bigs in Jackson Hayes. They're running Rui Moore at the five, letting him be the four. You have options there, but I think he's so locked in, dead set on being a four that he's just not taking the shots that he wants at the five position because either he doesn't like the matchup, which he should be exposing a lot more, but maybe their strength is a little bit bothering him and he knows he's an injury guy. At this point in his career, he knows he can get hurt off of certain plays that he could do on a four where if you do it on a five and you get hurt, you're you're down for a little bit. No, nah, but like you have like – AD can't get hurt walking down the steps. Like, I see, I mean, no, that's gonna, just, that's just, gonna, no, oh, no. I'm, my point is, if you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get hurt. Like, there's no. no that, that was a call for. You talking? Oh, you talking about the guy who walked, who had to get the wheelchair when he got a concussion? Like that guy? Like, oh man, that's just. I'm that. just. I'm just saying. You act like people can't get hurt. Right, but mind you, your your fear factor is not there like probably AD's fear factor is. Like it's not I'm not saying it affects him solely, but he's always thinking in it's on a play. If he comes down, he's like, Man, I hope I don't come down. Like and those are some things that a lot of guys that are like in the NBA that are younger, fresh into it, aren't thinking that, right? But when yeah, you've but been I, I don't through, think, I don't think you can think like that, Jared. Like I know he's I know, been, know he's can, but just, I, I feel like he, know, it's in the back of his mind. We know we know he's been through injuries, but he's won a title. He's he's been a, a part of you know, top seventy-five teams in the NBA. You know, top seventy-five. Players crazy, he got on top seventy-five. Yeah, that 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 looked, that crazy. looked real bad in hindsight. It's still bad. Oh my! And, oh man! You look at you look at a guy like AD. I don't think you can play effectively if you're worried about being hurt. Like you're messing. Yeah, but, but let's be honest, he's not really playing effectively now. Look at the record. Look at the way the teams played. He's not really sure. playing effectively, which is why he's. You just brought up, and this is the segment we're having. So, so let me ask you this: should, Would you? Like, is should be considered trade talk? Yeah, I think it's it's fair. Would you trade him if you were the G- no, if you were Rob Pelinka? Would you trade him? No, because he's your best talent. Like realistically, LeBron's done in a year or two. He's your best talent. He's only what twenty eight. You can get you could sign him and have him, and then start building really around him solely. Is he twenty eight? He's twenty eight, right? Maybe a little bit younger than to be, right? Or maybe a little bit older. He's not like in his thirties, is he? I like, didn't know AD is 30. He's like 29, right? Like 29, 8, 29. Anthony Davis is 30 years old. He's 30? He's 30. He'll be, 30. He'll be 31 in March. Oh, man. That kind of changes the conversation for me. He'll be 31 in March. That kind of changes the conversation for me. I thought he was still younger. I guess he did oh, when his chip was. Jared also will be 31 in March. No, I would not be, but I'm pretty close. I feel like my body's uh, attrition's catching up. You but you getting old, man? Yo, man, I tried to. I ran uh four miles the other day. Uh huh. It was slower than normal. Sad. Yeah, See, man. I I don't run, so you know. Uh, my yeah, my four miles was slower than normal. I, and I was like, what I the pick, heck? I picked things up. I put them down. That's it. I'm not running. I I I I, I huffed when I went to bend over and pick up a piece of cloth. I huffed. Did you, did you I was like, huff? Did you huff and you puff and you blow that house in? I was out of breath trying to sit down the other day. I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. I was like, I was like, oof. And you know when you make that big sigh sitting down? I'm like, damn, yo. 
Like I was breathing, I was breathing heavy sitting there. Nah, nah, I was breathing heavy sitting down. Like that was like I did it like I ran a marathon. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting old, man. But um, speaking of, speaking of getting old, guys, checking out Jared and, and Davis is old. I think I would trade him okay. if I had if you. But he's got to like, what can you get for him, right? Like again, do That's we try thing. and ask for what the top tier? Of what, I mean, Gobert got what six picks. I, I think you can get that. Yeah, I don't think I think everybody looked around and saw how dumb that move was. And I think then see, I just got three. You got to get at least four or five for AD, right? Circumstances like what team? What okay? Let's in this hypothetical scenario before we wrap it up. In this hypothetical scenario, what team gives up the the pieces to go get AD? I have no because it has to be a team has to be a team ready to contend. I have no idea. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Has to be a team ready to contend. Has to be a team with assets. Has to be a team with 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 ability to fit AD into their scheme. The Bulls, right? maybe. I said contenders. Oh, they're not. Oh, never mind. I don't know. No contender. The, the Warriors. Do they have the pieces? Yeah, you can you can make the trade theoretically, and then you can also get the, the picks, and you have the money. Yes, theoretically, the trade would work. Because the team that popped in my head when I when I first was kind of going through what a team, I don't know if they had the assets, but if I'm Dallas, they don't got it. Like I, what, I, if they had the assets, if I'm Dallas, I'm like, yo, I, I need yeah, to get it. Like, lively, cool, but I need because if you, if you had the assets, you would have really got Pascal and they'd have the assets. Pascal would have Pascal would have would have worked. I think I, Pascal would have really worked with that team. I think, Dallas, I think Dallas is going to make a swing for some. They're going, they're going to try, but again, I think Dallas is like, unfortunately, they're just the losers of their own demise because they just don't have the, the picks. They don't have the assets. They don't have the money. Like They never they never have the assets. They yeah, never have the picks. They never have the assets. Again, AD is just so hard to trade. It's just hard. Because, like, again, like, that's why the Lakers aren't really big buyers on Zach Levine. If they were, that's they would have done it. Yeah, better. but I don't think they need Zach Levine. Like, they need something. He's they not need something, but I don't think he's yeah. it. Remember, like, they're Levine, big buyers on Dejounte Murray, and I don't think he's the answer either. Levine would be a guy that, Dude. you know, it might sound weird to think about, but like I, I think we we always we we romanticize Zach Levine for what he used to be, and not for what he is now. Well, Zach Levine reminds me of Kemba. Zach is is. I feel like he's Kemba. Good. Like, all star, good, but he's his, not. His knees, he, his knees are done. He's not what we think he. You, you know, he's not what he was in Minnesota. Nope. Right. A team that I think could use a guy like Zach Levine. I know they got a bunch of guards already, but if I'm Orlando, what's the? Oh, arm? I'm making that trade. No, because you got arm? you can get rid of two of those guards for Zach Levine. You got Ben Carroll. You got Wagner. I'm trading Suggs and somebody else for that. I don't yeah. think you can trade. I don't think you need to trade. So I don't think you need to trade subs. I think you can trade. Right. I don't, I think you can trade Gary Harris. You can trade folks. No, I'll, trade can, I'll trade subs and Gary Harris. There we go. You can trade. You can trade whoever. Like, yeah, you got, like I, if I'm if I'm the, the, the Cole Anthony, like you got guards. Oh, like I'm not saying trade. I'm not saying trade Cole. I would trade. I would trade. I would consider trading subs and you got you yeah. got this dog jam. Like, do you want to trade Jonathan Isaac? Do you want to trade? Okay, okay. Do you want to trade uh, okay. Caleb Houston? Do you want to trade any of these guys? Like, you got a log jam of just dudes. Like, yeah. dude, that. that. So yeah, I would consider it. Go, uh, go get Vucevic back. Yeah, I would consider it. I don't know, but um, yeah. 
the, the NBA trade down is going to be so weird because um, there's a lot of buyers and just not a lot of options to buy, right? Right, and I, and I think that you're going to have a, a situation where you have like a Siakam where you have multiple teams jockeying for position on, on, on certain assets. A guy that I would be shocked if a team doesn't call about would be Tobias Harris. Now, I know people in Philly have been trying to get rid of Tobias Harris since the beginning, but he's playing well at the moment, trending upward. He's a valuable, for the right team, a valuable wing perimeter guy. I was going to call him a scorer, but sometimes he's a little inconsistent. Now, will he be consistent if he's the second option and he has the ball in his hands all the time? Maybe, because his most productive years – is when he was the ball dominant offense through me guy. He's older now. Um, Tobias stayed on the Sixers though. He's there. He's locked. I'm um, I'm saying I'm saying I would be shocked if teams don't at least make the call and see I, what the, what the price. Is. No, 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 they make calls now. I I would be so I'd be less shocked. No, no, I'd be super shocked that the Sixers end up keeping Tobias in the offseason too. I would be shocked, but and I they resign him. Yeah, for for slightly less than what he makes now, I can see it. Three year deal. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it because of what he's doing. I can see because I like he's a, my he's biggest. A great, he's a great locker room guy. He's a glue guy. The guys love him. He's great in the community. Blah 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 blah. Listen, what I've noticed about the Sixers this season with Nick Nurse and what I can see, you could potentially see with the, the trade that's that could potentially be going on with oh, the big name and for us, big name for us. I don't want to throw it out there. Big name for the Sixers is Alex Caruso, right? This is a guy that they're heavy on. For this trade deadline, they really want to get him or Tyus Jones. I think Alex Caruso is the real grab and catch because he replaces Melton. He's a lot more athletic. He uh, can guard wings a little bit better. He'll fit next to Maxi and beat a little bit more perfectly. But he's not like no big superstar grab. But why does it work for the Sixers? Because of the Sixers roster that they have right now, where it's a bunch of role players, a bunch of guys that are just getting to it, getting to their buckets and finding their space. And it's centered around Embiid. Why do I think this is working so well is because Nick Nurse is kind of stealing. From the Mike Malone format, when you look at the roster construction last year of the Nuggets, and now let's just do the five before we move into the bench. Just the five, right? You have a Hall of Fame MVP, now Finals MVP, in Jokic. And Bede's in that criteria, right? Those are your those are your front their faces of your team, the front guys. Those are the guys that need the ball the most, they're going to do. And Bede's now becoming an upgraded passer, so it works now. You then have your all-star guard. That was Jamal Murray. That is now Maxi. Their combo, two-way-ish guards, shoot the lights out, but they could always step up and make their plays. When the Nuggets traded for Aaron Gordon, who emerged as this third star for them, because it was supposed to be Michael Porter Jr., but it kind of transitioned to Aaron Gordon, is because Aaron Gordon's game just really fit well with Jokic and Murray's when it came to his defense, his ability to finish around the rim, and his shooting. Now that's where Tobias falls in this season, right? That's where Tobias falls in this season. Right. What the Sixers are now lacking is what the Nuggets had acquired or gotten, which is Michael Porter Jr. and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Michael Porter Jr. shot the lights out throughout the regular season, but when the playoffs came, what did he do because he couldn't shoot? Man, was, I, I gave him great for that 20%, whatever. He was averaging the finals throughout the, the playoffs, but his rebounding went from four to eight and a half in the playoffs. He, he is number one on your Jared Hayden. Defensive stats went up tremendously. I was looking him up a little bit. His defense went up throughout the playoffs. Sixers are lacking that right now, unless you want to say that's Nicola Batum and Kelly Oubre combined to be Michael Porter Jr. That's what Sixers have that are lacking. 
Catavius Campbell Pope is their sharpshooter, but defensive guy. The Sixers are also lacking that because Mellon can shoot at a high clip, but he's not making a high clip, and his defense isn't there enough because he's undersized guard. If you bring in Alex Caruso into that fold for the Sixers, they're really following the form a little bit of the Nuggets, which is fine because we just played a game against them and it looked very well when it works out. So I think Alex Caruso will be the, the fit. And that's, for that. and that's the thing, and I even said this last year, but the last year's Sixers team is that we were missing. They, match, they, match up real, they match up well against Denver, but they're missing a couple pieces. I think that those, those things that you identify are solid pieces. Now, if there's not a Caruso in the Sixers' future, is there a second guy they can try to pivot to and try to bring in and acquire to fill some of that space that you mentioned? If it's role player wise, you got Tyus Jones or Dory Finn Smith. Only two guys you would, again, role player wise. Because the Sixers are so, I think, locked in to either moving their expiring contracts. And they have $50 million going into this offseason, right? Like, you're not going to ruin that. You're not. So your option is to get role players that are already locked into their deals that doesn't affect your cap space or hit you as hard. Like, that's why I said Crusoe so high because he's only getting – he's only like a cap of a 10 mil going into the next season. Like, the same way we got D'Anthony Melton. Tyus Jones is just, I think, the best backup point guard in the league. We, 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 they tried it. He's, he's experimented as a starter for the Wizards. It's just not great. I'm sorry, it's just not. You're a you're a valued backup. I think you should get paid good backup money, and you'll be great on the Sixers as a backup. But then now the argument is, do you even want to consider doing that because of the emergence that Pat Bev's been, right? Because Pat Bev is kind of like starting to really fill in his role, and do you want to mess up that flow that they have? But I think it's still worth it when you can get a longer-term guy who just signed his extension in Tyus Jones. And it's not even a big, crazy extension. It, it, it will fit well within your cast space. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith is just a nice three and D option that you go and bring in. I think I think they could they could play Tyus Jones. They could play Pat Bev together with Tyus Jones. They could play. Thanks, right. Dallas. Oh, that's so undersized. I mean, not. I'm not saying they got they can do it forever, but they can do it. I mean, Pat Bev can play anywhere. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see some things. Like Pat I saw Bev, Pat Bev and Russ play the one the court together. I like, like Pat Bev, we we talk about Pat Bev as if he's like this like he's a small irritant like he's a he's a big he's a big enough guy i think he's capable now the thing is will he be able to make shots at a effective enough level to stay on the court in the postseason like which is why Tyus jones i think fits that's my biggest fear now Tyus jones is Tyus jones a defender that pat bev is now there's a trade-off yeah i think nick nurse values defense a little bit more above any characteristic. I think Pat Bev has been a welcomed addition to this team, which is something I've been saying forever. <laughs> um I think that I think that Tyus Jones could work. Now you say Dude, it didn't that playmaking would be great. You say it didn't work in Washington and I'll tell you who has worked in Washington. Well Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's worked in Washington. They're like the man for has it real Jared they got seven. They got seven wins. Well, I didn't say worked for winning because again, Beal wasn't winning over in Washington, but it worked for it worked for Beal. Kyle Kuzma's averaging a career high twenty two points a game in like Bradley Beal, perpetual perpetual loser. By the way, but it was like, Bradley Beal was having his career highs with the Wizards. I'm Kuzma sorry, having wa- career high Washington, Washington Beal. We 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 reserve comment for Phoenix. Beal. But you get career highs when you go to the Wizards, and right now nobody's getting career high but Kuzma. That's because ain't nobody and maybe out there. Denny Abdi. If you if you somewhat Okay, all right, Denny Avia. If you somewhat, if you somewhat effective as a shooter, like Corey Kispert gets actual minutes. I'm just saying, if you say that, though, Poole should be playing better. He's only averaging 16, like he's coming off the bench. Poole, 
is maybe Poole isn't that good. But th- that's the maybe, you know, no, no, maybe yeah, he's really not that good. But if maybe, that's the case, maybe Poole, maybe Poole's best role was in Golden State as no, the no, six no. man spark. Yeah, guy but that's what you are. again. That's why the Tyus Jones effect didn't work either. Your best, your best backup point guard. Now you're turning to a starter, and you're just and you're not that great of a starter. You're a twelve and six guy. Like this was the and then this, this I don't know if this analogy works wrong or I mean, it works wrong. It could be wrong, but Tyus Jones reminds me of what Jameer Nelson was. Jameer Nelson looked really good as a like he was he was a good starter, twelve and six guy. But in reality, if Jameer Nelson played in this NBA now, he's a six man. He is he's a six man. And that, that probably would have made Jameer Nelson's career last longer if he was a six-man instead of a starter with the Magic. Like they had another point guard, but he, again, at that time, Jameer Nelson was what the prototypical point guard was. But Jameer Nelson is what Tyus Jones is now. Tyus Jones is a great backup point guard. Jameer Nelson probably been a great backup point guard when it came to what they do. They shoot the ball at a high volume or a good clip. They play consistent defense, and then you always got a backup defender with them, which would be Melton for the Sixers or Pat Bev. And then your role now is like what McConnell's doing for the Pacers. Your role is just to facilitate. And if you're open, you're open. If you're not, man, I know I can go cook the backup of this team and go make sure my guy who's going to be in B and second unit or Tobias eat well. And that's what Ty says. But now as a starter, it's doing you, you're running a show that's hard to run because you got two guys that are just like, man, they want to shoot the ball and do their own thing. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And before we, we transition over to the NFL, um, my last question is where, so who makes the biggest splash for the trade deadline, you think? Because if you look around the scenery, you look around the, the, the landscape of the NBA, there's a lot of teams that's kind of in the same position. No one's kind of, no one's separated themselves yet, right, from the pack. If you're a team, if you're just kind of predicting the land, right, who's going to make the next big, because Indiana's made the first big move, right? Mm-hmm. Indiana's taking the first big swing and trying to get Siakam. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about Siakam maybe not resigning, blah, 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 whatever. No, that's no, I think Indiana. he resigns. I think I he resigns in Indiana, but that's for that's, – That's an awesome. That's an off-season talk. Who makes the next big move? I think it's the Lakers or the Heat. I'm more swinging Lakers because the Lakers always make big splashes, but this is their – I think LeBron's really out after the season, right? Even with the extension, he's out this season. I think the biggest they have to make a big splash, not only because LeBron's seen the right on the wall. This team is just it's just not it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Darlingham has something to blame with these wild rotations, wild roster construction he has when it comes to you not utilizing your guys effectively. But from a team that we praised for their off-season signings, right? It just doesn't look good. It doesn't. And they they're gonna probably be the, the biggest buyers. They're gonna try to make their big splash because you need to keep LeBron happy. You you damn sure got to keep AD happy. But you and to do that is winning. It's bringing in a guy that's going to help bring in the wins, help kind of create the coalescence of this team's core. And right now they just don't have that. You have LeBron, AD, and there's it's, it's any is anybody's given night. And I know they're trying to hold Pat on Austin Reeves because he's really emerging lately again. Like it took him a while, but he's really emerging like again. But with the way teams are targeting him, it will only get worse in the playoffs unless his defense shows up again. And it's just not there. All right. That's fair. We're going to take a quick break. Have a word from our sponsor. We'll be back on the other side. We'll talk NFL. We'll give predictions for the divisional round. And Jared will ask whether or not some coaches should get fired. Right, Jared? Sure. 
Yeah, sure, sure. Somebody should be fired. We'll be right back. People often ask us how we got started, you know, doing straight to the point, started podcasts and things like that. We wanted to bring our opinions to the forefront. We wanted to let people know what we thought. You know, we saw a lot of bad takes. We figured what's two more bad takes. Um, but, you know, why why do a podcast? And people don't realize it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is a little shaky. If you ever thought about podcasting before and realized you needed a lot of different tools and services, don't worry, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major services. You know, wherever you get your favorite podcast. So, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our code STTP podcast, you know, just like the socials, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences that we do. So get out there and tell the world what you got to say. Use Zencaster today, Zencaster.com slash pricing, and don't forget the code STTP podcast. All right, we're back, Jared. Time to talk NFL. Time to talk about your team, the Eagles, not showing up after their division rival, the Cowboys, did not show up. Mm. Jared, we look around the landscape of the NFL. The teams that people call frauds all year, Miami, lost. Eagles, lost. Mm. Cowboys, lost. Mm. Cleveland, lost. That was that was known the way I called that. I was wrong about CJ Stroud. He's an actual quarterback. Sure. I mean He is the best Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. Makes sense. He is head and shoulders better than number two. That's head and head and shoulders. Fair. Head I mean, and shoulders. You're not wrong. It's, it's head exactly. shoulders, knees and toes better Very than accurate. better than number two. Right. Okay. Accurate passer, big arm. Not necessarily a scrambler, but can elude, can move the pocket if necessary. Definitely show why you know Joe Flacco had been <laughs> Joe Flacco had been home for half the year. Cleveland had been on this high, had been on this run, but it's a one game, you know, you're one and done. If you lose, you're done, right? Houston had a great showing. Kansas City in the in the cold, freezing cold, took out Miami. Buffalo takes out Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh shows a little late life, but they shot themselves in the foot consistently throughout the throughout the game. Dallas didn't even show. Dallas did not show up. Got their ass kicked from the rip from Green Bay. Uh, is a is a game I'm missing. Is a game I'm the Eagles. I'm blanking. No, before the Eagles, who played after Dallas and Green Bay? Who played after Dallas and the Lions? Lions, okay, your Lions persevered at home against the Rams. That was a very good game. You could argue the Rams. You could you could argue that the Rams didn't. You know, Rams got screwed on the non-call um, on Puka Nakua. Yeah. A great story in Detroit. You know, you can see the people, the the elation. Detroit's first playoff win since January of '92. Mm. Eagles game, like we mentioned, yeah, mm. yeah. sad. Sad, but if you've been paying attention for the last six weeks, 
You saw it coming. Yeah. You saw it coming. I saw and it. It's, it's still a huge collapse. It's still a collapse. It's 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 like you ever played Jenga? You ever played Jenga? Mm-hmm. You know how you take that piece out and that thing starts to wobble a little bit. You, you, you and think you know you're it's, praying? You praying? And you, know, and you know it's going to fall, and you just try. You just try and will it up. That's kind of what it's been like. I've seen yeah. that tower kind of leaning right. So whatever. But of those games, Jared, which of the games were you most surprised about? The Packers. They came out. They came and showed out, dude. Like again, I thought the Rams and Rams and Lions were going to be close, and I bet I said the Lions are going to win that game. The Packers, though, I was saying it was going to be twenty eight fourteen. I thought the Packers would score. I thought it was going to be Aaron Jones scoring, but I did not think. I I believe I believe like I asked you multiple. I asked you, and you was like, "Yeah, fourteen two touchdown game," and I said, "I said I think Green Bay covers." Like I said, yeah. they they covered and then some. It was a man. They went in on Dallas. It was horrible. Um, game breakdown wise, it's just Dallas. But is it, is it black? It's bad play calling, mismanagement between the star player and the star receiver, the quarterback and the receiver. Because like CD and Dak just didn't look like they were in sync. Whereas the Packers are hitting on all cylinders, and Aaron Jones was just feasting on a defensive line that's supposed to be the best in the league, right? Uh, Durant Love was cooking. On all cylinders, and then the Cowboys were they had they showcased they showcased all the all pros in the offensive line. They couldn't really get down the field. Dak threw two picks, bad ones. It's just a bad game, and then you're already here that Mike McCarthy stand. I think that's bit basically going to mean that Dak's maybe out. And if they keep Dak, like where does this team go? Because you're just repeating it over and over again. And honestly, at this point, this is this is the definition of insanity for the Dallas Cowboys. When you're constantly repeating the same pattern over and over again, thinking that the the new tactic you're gonna work, but it's the same thing is gonna is gonna switch something up. Like Mike McCarthy is not is not fixing this team. He's not. Dan so Quinn you, did fix this defense, and it still wasn't enough. So you think you think Jerry Jones is making a mistake by keeping Mike McCarthy? Yeah, I think I think should, I think he should have been gone the year they. I think him and Dak potentially should have both been gone the year they lost that game to the 49ers, where Dak the one bad game management by Mike McCarthy. And then whatever Dak was doing in that game, and then at the end of the game with the uh, the squib, not squib, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, checkdown, horrible. It was just horrible. And Dak didn't look much better this game. And yeah, he had an MVP caliber season going up into this playoffs, and then boom, again, Cause, just like cause the argument. Because the argument is that his the offense got better un- under Mike McCarthy as opposed to Kevin Moore. Dak looked great under Mike McCarthy. Offense was moving. Defense was playing great. They won twelve games for the third time in a row. However, when it get ta- when it get time to pressurize time, like when it's time to play and really win and do something and play a meaningful game, they struggled. Oh. They struggled throughout the season because yep. they probably should have lost to Detroit. Yep. They lost to Miami, who were you know we all knew what Miami was. Yeah, they lost to San Francisco. Like they, you know, that Seattle gave them a run. I don't, I don't think it was spoke about enough. The fact that remember, CD in the first four weeks had to yell at his coach and quarterback, bro, give me the ball. By like week four, week five, he had to scream it, and then he started getting force fed, and it was working. And then all of a sudden in this game, yeah, it just like wasn't there for CD. I don't know what happened, but I'm talking about wide open passes for CD through his hands, drops. 
It just and he, he, yeah, he that's, that's, that's another that's, a, that's another thing too, right? People always say, "Oh, Dak did this, Dak did that." CD was horrible in the first. See, half. everybody was bad. And, and then the, the numbers make him look good because of the garbage time that Dak and that the Cowboys always perform, right? They always perform in garbage time numbers. Where now you just you know you're playing from behind, you're gonna throw big, you're gonna do whatever you want. But it's it's garbage stats. Like it is what it is. These weren't the stats that again your stats don't matter to me anymore. Yeah, you threw for forty yards, but you were already down about twenty eight middle of the third quarter when you started this huge. Oh, we're just gonna keep scoring, 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 driving, driving, driving. Like it's over, dude. Yeah. Y'all, y'all were making this comeback, but it was like Packers going right back with y'all. Aaron Jones was gashing them, gashing that defensive line. The linebackers couldn't make a tackle; they couldn't sniff a tackle. The zone covers they were running—I think it was either a two-three or a soft cover zone—couldn't couldn't find Romeo Romeo Dobbs to save their life. Chris, I do apologize. I do did not know he was going to have a performance of the of the life like that. Do I think he replicates it? No, but against the Cowboys, he might be the next Cowboys beater. Like that's really it. But it was, it was that was the most surprising game to me because again, I thought the Texans were going to beat Flacco. Saw that coming. I thought the Chiefs were going to beat the Dolphins. Saw that coming. Eagles losing to the Bucks. We we both said it. If the Eagles lost, I would be pissed. But we really was like, I could see it happening. Just didn't think it was going to happen in such a porous fashion. Didn't think they were just gonna come out and, and only score nine and look and look bad. Find find things that work because all Tampa did was just blitz. Yep. No no adjustments. Nothing was done. They called one screen pass. It worked. It never got called again. Or one slant. It never got called again. Stupid. I said it. I said it on this podcast before. This is Sirianni's offense. I I I remember what this offense looked like. Before Steichen took over, the first year under Hertz and Sirianni, I remember what this offense looked like, and it stunk. And this is what this offense turned into: stunk the entire year, the entire year. It stunk. Brian Johnson had a part of that too. He got to go. If we keep Sirianni, which I still think we should keep Sirianni, I just like just like I like Dan Campbell. I like Sirianni. He need Sirianni needs to reevaluate. They need to. There's a report now that they're reevaluating coordinators. Coordinators need to have the power low key, Chris. Like, like you know, like coaches. Some have coaches have all okay. that have power, but the coordinators the, are going to make the, the play. De- the defensive coordinator needs to be someone who knows what they're doing. Okay. Yes. Pencil man and decide was cool until it wasn't, and then stunk. Bradbury, I need Bradbury excommunicated from this team immediately. E immediately. Like, and but then again, this also, this is, it's hard to say. I, I think Sierra should stay, but it's hard to not question whether if you're the Eagles, you consider this coaching carousel and being a part of it because this is a, a deep coaching free agency. Let me and ask some, you this. Let me ask you this. Is there a clear cut outside of like Belichick? Is there a clear cut guy you plug into this team and this team is better off the rip? Oh, like better? better. Just- like not, not the same, not trending, you know, like because Sirianni won, we Sirianni had three straight, three straight playoff, three straight playoff appearances. Man, we were fourteen and three our second year. That's like that's hard to replicate. Okay, I understand that, but three straight playoff appearances for Sirianni, two wild card losses in Tampa, and a Super Bowl loss to Kansas City. That's Sirianni's playoff experience the last three years, right? Yeah, that's like- what coach do you bring in that's 
going to fix the offense and the defense? None. Dude, it's hard. You can't. I mean, and everybody keeps saying clear cut is Mike Vrabel, but I'm like, does Vrabel do what Satiriani really just did? And again, I think Vrabel can do. I think I think there's a lot more similarities between Vrabel and Sirianni than I, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm not, talking I'm not, like I'm not, I'm not, style of coaching. Like I Vrabel, Vrabel doesn't, be nice. Vrabel doesn't. Vrabel will be nice. Yeah, but Vrabel doesn't call plays. Nope. Which is fine with me then, and which is fair. He doesn't call plays, which is that I think it works out. You just got to really key in on who your coordinators are going to be. Because you cannot, and I mean you cannot bring in two. But you also, but you also can't. Like if you're a, if you're a team like the Eagles, and you've seen, you've seen this play out already, right? We've seen this play out with Doug Peterson. We're now seeing it play out with with Sirianni. Andy Reid was great at this when he would lose his coordinators. A lot of it was his greatness, but he would fill in with experience and then use guys that are around the system, know the system. Think about how many offensive coordinator guys came through during Reed's time in Philadelphia. Think about how many assistants that went became head coaches in the league came through Andy Reed in Philadelphia. If you have a if you have a situation where a coach knows what they're doing and can adjust and make adjustments and continue to keep things afloat, you're going to be successful and sustained for a long time. This is the first time I, I'm, you know, I'm, this is the first time Sirianni's had to deal with losing both coordinators, and losing both coordinators isn't just something to just be like, all right, well, you should be able to deal with it. It's a hard thing to deal with, but you got to do it. if you want to be a successful team in this league for a sustained period. You got to be able to do this because coaches are going to get jobs. Other teams are going to see what successful teams do, and they're going to want a piece of that. They're going to want a part of that. They're going to want that guy. I mean, the only exception to that rule, or not the only exception, but the biggest exception I can think of is Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City loses the enemy. They bring back Matt Nagy, who had been their offensive coordinator before, who had flamed out as a head coach in Washington mm-hmm. or uh, in uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Spagnova, who had been a head coach in, in with St. Louis, you know, been a defensive coordinator around the league, has won titles. They know what they're doing. They have an experienced trio of coaching. That's why Kansas City can withstand their wide receivers looking like garbage and, and Travis Kelsey clear regression and things aren't looking good because they have three experienced coaches that know and can understand what they're seeing and can adjust. The Eagles don't have that. So I think the Eagles have the wrong Johnson at coordinator. Uh, Brian Johnson needs to go. Ben Johnson needs to come in. Ben, ben, Johnson, isn't, ben Johnson isn't coming in. Ben Johnson is oh, getting the head coach. He's getting a head coaching job. But don't even don't even finish that. Don't even finish that sentence, Jared. We got the wrong don't Johnson, Chris. We got the wrong Johnson. Don't even finish that sentence. He's going to become a head coach. Don't even he worry is, about but that. Again, um, definitely to the coordinator. I wouldn't be mad if we brought in Brian Flores. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset with it. But the thing about Brian Flores, his defense is a little different. I think he likes to run a little bit more of a of a of a three four. Now we don't know what the Eagles personnel is going to look like. We don't know if Fletcher Cox is going to be back. Brandon Graham says he wants to come back for one more year. They got yeah. a lot of young guys. I think a three four would really fit our system though, because like Hassan Reddick is more of a three four guy. He can run four three, but he's more of a three four guy. Uh, I think it would help Jordan Davis out a lot as a three four system. You would start integrating some of the younger guys that we have as well that we just drafted, Nolan Smith, et cetera. So, yeah, 3 4 could potentially work. It could. It's just now you you really got to key in on your secondary. You really got to key in on the secondary. 
with a three-four system because you can't run as many linemen out on the field as you want to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Brian. I, again, right now it's too early to really tell how. Um, I could we could talk about coaching carousel for agency wise for office coordinators because like playoffs are still happening. Um, nobody's been fired yet, so until guys are really fired by the Eagles, the coaching staff, I can't even comment on saying, "Oh yeah, we going to bring in these guys" because nobody's been let go yet. And I'm just over the Eagles at this point until what April? Move on. Have fun. Yeah, I'm whatever. I'm back. I'm back to uh, treating them like how I used to treat them. Prove it to me. Give me the predictions for NFL, the divisional round. Okay, yes, sir. All right, Jared. As we as we mentioned, certain teams are out. Yes. There are still teams that are in. Uh-huh. Jared will start first with San Francisco as they host Green Bay in the divisional round. Jared, does Green Bay Cinderella run continue? No, it's over. No, okay. Uh, you're yeah. not even gonna give a hmm, no. No, oh, man, it's over. It's it was over. good though. They had a good. They, they had a good game. They did their job versus the the the, the stinky poo poo uh, Cowboys. They did the job. Do they do they cover? I I don't know about the cover, but it could potentially go over. So uh, you, you the over under could be there. Over game, but but uh, yeah, never mind. No, 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 no. I don't want the over. Give me four nine money line straight. Okay, all right. Houston Houston travels to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, Jared. Does Stroud have another win in him? No, no, no. Uh, this is going to be Lamar's first divisional game win in his career. Uh, that game I'm taking the over. So, parlay, 49ers, money line, Ravens, this, uh, Texas over. This this is not that kind of show. Okay, whatever. But, just to say, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just make some money, Chris. Let's make some money. That's what, the, that's what the Ravens just did. That's what Lamar just did. That's what the Ravens is doing. They're going to win this game. Uh, Cedar Stroud did what no rookie's done in what 15 years? Good for him, but it's over. Okay. Oh, uh, he's one of he won his he took his team to the playoffs and won his first one like his first playoff matchup. Like not a lot of like, rookie quarterbacks ever do that. Who the last rookie quarterback do that, Jared? Oh man, I gotta look it up. Thanks, thanks for dropping a stat with no, no context. Honestly, don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know Tampa, what W had? No. Tampa Bay. Travels to Detroit to take on the Lions. Do the Lions win another playoff game at home? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, man. Lions are going to the Super Bowl. I'm capping, but uh I'm I'm uh, not. I'm not. You think so? I mean, I'm I'm questioning a Ravens Lions Super Bowl. If they, but I don't know. if they win, if they win against Tampa Bay, which I think they do, I think, I think they do. I thought they would beat whoever came out of that game, Philadelphia or otherwise. I thought they were gonna win. Listen, I, I Detroit. Detroit know, might just be hitting on all cylinders at this point. So yeah, I might, it might just right be now, the year. I might lock Ravens Lions Super Bowl. Honestly, I don't think the Ravens make it. But I think the Ravens make it. Ravens Lions Super Bowl by me. That's what I like. I like that. Lock that in for me. Lock I don't think the Ravens make it. I'm just. But I got the Lions winning against the Bucks. I have the Lions winning against the Bucks as well. And the game of the weekend: Kansas City travels to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Jarrett, who you got? The Bills. This will be the first time that Josh Allen ever beats Mahomes. First time. It's about time. The first time. And all the matches they played, Mahomes, Mahomes has never lost to, to Josh Allen? Not in the playoffs, no. In the playoffs, okay. I thought yeah, you in the playoffs, no. No, no, no. I think the Bills have gotten them like at least once, but in the playoffs, no. He is did they, didn't they win this? Didn't they win earlier this year? The, did they play earlier this year? The Bills and Chiefs? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. I can't remember. But in the playoffs, no. Josh Allen has perpetually lost to uh, Mahomes. 
And he's like 0-2 or 0-3 versus Mahomes in the playoffs. It's not good. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've lost. They've lost. The streak ends. The streak ends now. Um, Because if the streak doesn't end, Stephon Diggs is gone. The streak doesn't end. Uh, Questions and more fraudulent conversations will arise for this Bills team. And they don't want that. So they're going to win. Could you imagine a situation where they lose? I can't because I can McDur- see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't gonna be finished. Let me finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you. Were they lose. Off. They lose. Yeah. McDermott gets fired. Okay. okay. And they go after you know who. Brian Johnson. No. Shane Steichen. No. Uh, Bill Belichick. Yes. Bill. Yes. Bill Belichick love the cold. Then if he does some sh- some stuff like that, the evil genius. But uh, no, no, no. I mean, I can see the Bills losing because if they start the game. Let's say like the Packers. Um, Pedro start. Um, Jesus, Cowboys started the game, and Diggs and Allen. Will Will, will Josh Allen Josh just, it up? Will he throw the game? Will he throw the game away? I don't see it because you already you already went on the tangent about the Chiefs and how what they're lacking and how they're just not it's not cohesive for them. Like this is some of the most unders that they had throughout this their the season. I just think this is the year that they just they they, they did their thing the wild card. They lose the division. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. So if you like like us through iTunes, listen to iTunes, leave us a comment, leave us a review. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore J. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Show some respect. Yawning into the microphone, man. Do it again. Do it again. I don't think I can. I, you only yawn like once every two minutes. Not yawn again, man. Do it again. Oh, be, a, uh, be a professional, man. I mean, I'm tired. Uh, thanks again for listening. Tune in to us on YouTube, TikTok. Check out my Instagram, at underscore JW Hughes. Check out my TikTok, underscore JW Hughes, or underscore JW Hughes. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I gotta, man, I'm tired. Uh, Ravens, Lions, Super Bowl. Sixers will not make it to the conference finals, but hey, we can dream. And I continue to dream about at least one of my teams in Philadelphia doing something good for me. Since 2017. Something's got to give. Seven years later, maybe that's the trend, right? Every seven years. Somebody's got to do something right. Sounds like you got all your hopes on the Sixers. And the Phillies. (laughs) (laughs) It felt wrong as I said it. (laughs) Yeah, you know better.